Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hello, my name is Eka and I'm an addict. My clean date is the 11th of July 2019, and I attend meetings in London, England. This is the A Spiritual Principle A Day reading for the 27th of June. Cooperating for the common good. It's essential in whatever way we give back that we're able to share with others and to cooperate. And these are not skills most of us bring to the rooms with us. Living Clean, Chapter 7, Principles, Practice and Perspective. Sharing and cooperation are generally taught to us as children as core social values. A lot of us, however, didn't quite absorb the critical lessons of sharing what we have, playing nice with others and being helpful. Some version of Together We Can, prioritising the greater good and the concept of common welfare, is posted on schoolroom walls all over the world, just like the 12 traditions are often on display in our meeting rooms. If we didn't learn the lesson then, we can learn it now and help other addicts follow suit. The NA Fellowship is built on cooperation, mutual support and shared leadership. True cooperation requires that we have respect for each individual with an eye toward acting in the group's best interest. What is freely given is freely shared. We share our skills as well as our experience, strength and hope. In keeping with tradition one, we can learn to disagree without being disagreeable. Taking disagreements personally is a threat to practising cooperation and puts our common welfare at risk. Working the 12 steps prepares us for challenges like sharing space, serving and cooperating with those we don't agree with. We pitch in even when we're not happy with the group's conscience or, at the very least, we don't just quit when things don't go the way we wanted. Our cooperative participation helps deliver NA's message to the still-suffering addict and it helps our own recovery. We grow and thrive when we participate. We need each other and NA needs us too. I am committed to overcoming my self-centred tendencies today by cooperating with other addicts to fulfil our purpose of carrying the message of recovery. Thank you for allowing me to be of service. Welcome back, everyone. June 27th. Uh, We're here with Troy S. This is Lisa H's husband, Troy S. What's happening, bro? (laughs) Welcome, man. Glad you can make it. Glad to be here, Doug. Thanks for asking me, man. Got it. So, Troy, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and you mm-hmm. can give your home group a shout out? Yeah, man. So, uh, my clean date is uh, February 15th, 2015. 
um, part of the Swapasna area, which is central western Pennsylvania. And uh, my home group's Cockard and Cares. Uh, we meet on Tuesday nights in Cockard and Pennsylvania. Thanks, bro. We're, we're going to pivot over to the reading now. So, Troy, can you share your thoughts on cooperating for the common good? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I didn't read this until like right before we came on here, man, because like that's how I let God like do his thing, because if I'm getting in the way, uh, nothing good's going to come out. Um, but man, this takes me like right to some tradition stuff. Um, you know, I, I tell my guys and something that was told to me a long time ago is, you know, you, you don't have to like everybody in NA, but you got to love them. Mm. And, uh, you know, I really love that. And I live by that because like, you know, I think it's an unrealistic expectation to come into the room and think that we're going to get along with everybody right off the bat, you know? And, um, you know, once I, once I start learning some stuff about myself and, you know, stuff like that, then I can get out of the way a little bit. But like, it's essential for me that I understand that I can't carry the message to everybody. You know what I mean? And like, when my personal recovery depends on NA unity, you know what I mean? So like the broader, the broader that we are in the, it, within the fellowship, the better able we are to carry the message to the still, still sick and suffering addict. And like, that's what this reminded me of like so much, you know? And like, you know, I never know who's gonna save my life. Um, because like I, I've been to meetings where, you know, for months I'm looking at this guy sharing and thinking, you know, he don't know nothing. And, 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 you know, I don't like what he's about and all this other stuff. And then the next thing, you know, man, I'm going through some stuff and he has that experience that I need, you know, that I'm, I'm going to need to save my own life, you know? Um, but I, I love that, that last little line in it when it says I'm committed to overcoming my self-centered tendencies today by cooperating with other addicts to fulfill our purpose of carrying the message of recovery. And like, that's it, man. Um, when I, when I keep in mind in the front of like what I'm doing in service and in meetings and anything in within Narcotics Anonymous, which ultimately carries me into my everyday life, you know, um, my primary purpose is, is to carry the message. It's not to save anybody. It's not to, to, to be something great or anything like that. It's just to carry the message. Um, let, let me dig in on that part. So, so yeah. if we, so if we're, we're sitting in this meeting and this guy mm -hmm. next to me is, you know, is sharing and I have his inventory taken. Yeah. You know, and even, and kind of even like, even justified, like even the shit that I'm thinking about him is correct. You know, like, yeah. fuck him. I know this about him. I know that about it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And like the audio and video don't match, you know, stuff like this. Yeah. So what, what can we do to kind of say, Hey, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to open myself up for the HP to work through whoever, whenever, wherever, and however, right? You know, that perspective of saying, hey, look, the HP is going to show up. I need to be watching for that. So how, how do I, how do I kind of divorce myself from just closing that person off? Like, what does that actually look like, you know, in the meeting or before, you know, when it, whenever that does, what can we do to, to facilitate that? I mean, for me personally, like, if I'm really having an issue with somebody and, and I've done a lot of work on that because I used to be that guy to a T um, that was taking that guy's inventory beside me um, for me, man, uh, I have to, I have to put a lot of prayer work into that. And I also have to look at myself and take my own inventory and say like, well, what about this is really bothering me, you know? Um, but the one thing that I do personally is like, if I'm really having that big of an issue with somebody, I'll go out of my way to talk to them because maybe I just don't know them very well. Maybe, you know, there's something that I'm not seeing, but I don't, I don't know the whole story, you know? So 
for me, it's like, it's like opening up, opening up that communication. And it talks a lot about that in our first tradition and guiding principles about that communication being essential. And like, um, that's, that's just the truth for me. You know, like I have to go talk to them, find out what's going on with them. And like, sometimes, man, it's uncomfortable and I don't like it, you know, but, um, you know, I got some stuff to fall back on. And like my sponsor always tells me like, you know, one of the main things you got to do today is not pick up and don't be a dick. And like, that's, <laughs> that's part of it for me, man. It's just like getting to know that person and, and overcoming that. I, I told my sponsees a long time ago, I, I used to not share this with them, but when I was having trouble with somebody in a meeting, I would close my eyes and I would pray and I would ask God like, Hey man, like I need to hear the message here because I'm, I'm putting all this stuff between me and him, which is ultimately causing separation between me and God because I can't hear the message. Right. So I, I closed my eyes and I do that. And I filled my sponsees in on it one time because they were struggling with it. So now when they see me at a meeting, close my eyes and start sharing about it, they call me out on it. They're like, oh, you don't like that, dude. And I'm like, dude, that's not true. Like, I'm just trying to hear the message here. <laughs> now that, 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 that's really good. It is really neat. Like as we go along this journey to be able to say, hey, I can put my personal feelings towards somebody or their behavior, you know, whatever it is. I can put it aside in the in the spirit of service. And I see that a lot on convention committees. I've had that experience serving on convention committees. And it's it's like, bro, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to regularly break bread with a couple people, but hey man, let's let you know, let's talk and let's see, you know, what we can do to to put off this event or to or to do something like this. And and I wonder, man, on your on your journey, do you do you, do you know, like when that really started to, to kind of show in your life, like, was it, you know, after some step work, was it hearing somebody at a meeting? Like when did, when, when were you able to say, all right, Troy, I, I don't need to be that guy all the time. I'm safe. I'm okay. You know what I mean? To kind of, to, to kind of let myself kind of down a little bit and, and open to, to other people. Did that happen on day one? Did it happen? You know, what no. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it did not happen on day one. Um, so I think, you know, I joke and laugh with some guys about this all the time between like year one and two, you know, we get into that terrible two phase where we know it all. And like, I was that guy to a T, man, I had read the literature, I had worked some steps, I knew it, you know, I knew and like, he was, don't preacher, let me. Man. He was preaching, yeah. like, come yeah. on. With <laughs> right, because if I'm right, man, I'm gonna tell you about it. And um, I think like the biggest thing for me was like getting into tradition work, man. And also like really, really, really digging in on a six step. Um, you know, I remember writing on a six step and like at the end of every character defect, I wrote, this separates me from God. And I didn't know I was doing that. I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. And after I got through about 10 or 15 of them, whatever, I looked back and I had wrote the same thing. And then like, I understood in that moment, it was one of those aha moments through the step working process of like, wow, man, like when I'm in this place, like I'm shutting you out and I'm shutting you off and I can't connect with you. And therefore I am disconnected from God, you know? And like, that's how it worked for me. And that was a big part. So it was step work. And it was also getting into some tradition stuff. And it's also like, it was getting into service and like, you know, just having the process of like, putting my foot in my mouth a few times um, about happening to promptly admit when I was wrong a few times. Um, and also, man, like I was that guy too, that because of those character defects and because of that judgmental attitude that I had for a while, I mean, I, I chased some people out of the rooms mm -hmm. and, you know, my 
And my living amends to that is I do my best today to make sure that that never happens again. Um, because yeah, it's, I want to lean in, I want to lean in on that, Troy. I want to, um, because we got, we got clean in the same area. And yeah. uh, first look, man, it's always good for my spirit to connect with people who got clean in Southwestern PA for real. It really is, man. Yeah. It, it does like my spirit is so good. And, and, uh, um, and I like your, I, I like the words that you're using and that, you know, and all that stuff, man, it takes me, you know, my first 10 years clean, you know, I was in Southwestern PA. And, and so, so bro, I, I, I really, I really um, identify with that, man. Like there was, I would come out of my own shit a lot at meetings, man, and just be screaming and, you know, and doing this shit. And really, like, I've had to reflect on that of like, you know, what was I not part of that common good, right? Like, did I, did I infringe on the atmosphere of recovery? And here's the crazy part in the name of protecting the atmosphere of recovery, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about, bro? It was like, you know, it, and, and we're, we're imperfect people, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And, and so I identify with, with what you're talking about. Um, here, here's one thing that I discovered, man, was like, I'm part of the, the greater good. I'm part of the common good. And that was so, that was wild for me to think because it was always like, it's either my will versus God's will. No, my will aligns. It becomes <laughs> part of God's will in right size, right, bro? And so it's not yeah. like, it's not like, hey, uh, my good, greater good, my good, common good versus each other. It's like, no, hold on. If I align myself up with the HP, my good is part of the great. Bro, it, it, it blew me away. And what, and what made me think of that, you're exactly right. When you're talking about six and seven, when I look at the, when I look at my defects and shortcomings are the things that hurt me, hurt you and block me off from God, period. Right. Man, Absolutely. I'm aware of that for me. Bro, it makes it easier for me to tolerate that guy I'm sitting next to mm -hmm. because I'm aware of myself, man, you know? Right. It helps with that, uh, that aspect too of like, when you go through that and you take that honest look, like I'm a firm believer with like, you know, um, with understanding, you know, comes responsibility. Right. So like when I'm aware, I'm responsible now. Like that's my biggest mm -hmm. understanding with the step working process of like, when I become aware of it, like look out man because if i go against that and continue to act on that like that pain that pain train is going to get a little greater <laughs> as time progresses and but it also allows for that empathy part right when that seven we hit that seven and we start looking at the spiritual principles to to replace those defects well now i'm looking at it and going oh man like i i i can relate with this dude like i'm on his level and like i get it man and like then that kind of takes away all that bullshit right all that like i'm better than you i'm gonna judge you because of the way you're acting stuff you know thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast i encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world stop by the facebook page fellowship with other guests or send me a text let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.